for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Yo, what's I shoot you with, son? <laughs> Yo, guys, that's it. Welcome to Block Chat. We're in. <laughs> no, <laughs> no? Yeah. we got, can't do our intro without glam. Oh, Word. man. All right, fuck I it. We're here. I was going to say, it looks, it's going to sound like a three so part, dry. A three-part harmony on yeah. four-part no. supposed to be four we're, we're doing the dry intro today. Yeah. Guys, what's up? Welcome Check. to Blab Chat. Yeah. Did you guys is, do it last week without me? We did, and, but you it wasn't the same. It wasn't we we Yeah, we were we actually said that like yo it, it was sounding we weird, right? Yeah, like, it was like missing a baritone. Miss my there. my low, my low. Your ends. low baritone like homeboy from uh, Boys to Men, remember? Bass? Oh yeah, Na- Nathan the bass. was yeah. Na- no, I don't Nathan know his the name, but the bass was missing. It wasn't the same when he left the group. No, it wasn't. He left the group for back issues. He had like yeah. the lower back issues, I think, it, or something. When when you have an iconic group like Boys to Men and then like one person leaves, it's just never the same. Yeah. Ever. Ever. But True. shout to Boys to Men, legendary. Legend. We need another like like vocal R and B group. Like we need vocal R and B groups. Can you raise my, my vocals up a little? Yeah. I think I turn mine up li- too. I yeah, sound a little I'll like take mine up a little bit too. Yeah, go overall, turn it up. Um, we mi- we we miss that. But we what, that. do you think that that would work in this day and age? I think so. It's gonna come back. If it's pulled, it's if it's, they if all it's come back. If it's pulled off right, I think it'll work. I think I, it'll come back because it'll oh they always boy groups and girl they always come around. Yeah, they it takes around. you know five maybe a few years, yeah. five yeah. six seven years, but Listen, it always it was boys to but men. Do you think do you think they can survive in this day and age? Yeah. though? because it's easy for anyone to form a group and come together and you know do it for a while and then separate. They can survive. They can survive as long as the they're super. Listen, they got to be superstars. Coming from someone who sang in a boy group, yeah, <clears throat> I was in like a boy band back in the day. It's actually very difficult to keep a, a group together yeah. because there's so many different so personalities many, and yeah. egos. That's like, true. there was one guy in the group, I won't say who, but it wasn't Father Dude, mm-hmm. um, who just, just ego has just got yeah. way too big. Yeah. And like, and he was the least talented in the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion. Yeah. But his ego just got really, yeah. really big. You know, yeah. but that happens in rock bands. It, it happens. happens, it in, happens. In, in all. I think. In I think that groups groups, groups are always going to be hard. Groups yeah. are always going to be hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've been I've been in a couple groups. It's hard. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You were. I have. That's right. I have. That's Air horn. Anyway, guys, welcome to welcome to Blab Chat. This is episode sixty-five, right, Josh? With the, Josh has Josh actually. I feel like we're at episode like sixty-eight. Yo, I feel like we've been in the sixties for a long yeah. time. Sixty-five. It is sixty-five. 65. Josh is really swaggy today. He is. Well, um, he should turn the camera on himself. He's got them fly you know I mean? Reeboks. I'm gonna grab the camera so you guys can see his outfit. His shirt pause. is that an attached hoodie? Yeah, it's, it's is that fly. one P? Ooh, yeah, see, plus, plus TLE. Yeah, he's he's, okay. he's rocking it. And right he got now. the shirt to match Hi, under Josh. too. He just swagging out. I see you out there throwing his hair. J okay. Jules. He's not Josh. He's J Jules. He's today. J Jules. Yeah. That's J J Y L Z. How do we spell no. it? 
J-Y-J-W-L-Z. Go Make follow sure you him. guys follow him on Instagram. J-Y-J-W-L-Z. This is Blab Chat episode 65. I go by the name of Ill Mind. Yes, this is uh, an all music production podcast. Welcome to all of our regulars. I'm here with my co host. We're missing one co host today, but I'm here yep. with man. Atlas the Plug was Goody in the Hoodie. Oh my God. We are here. I'm back, baby. I'm back. You're Atlas back. is back. And of course, it's me, Perfection. Mm-hmm. Perfection. What's up, is guys? Here. <laughs> Wait. We're here. Um, man, Perfection. First of all, hair, love it. Looks Thank awesome. You. That's so. How long did it take to do that? That um, looked like a process. Like that's a process. About two hours. Two hours. But even those two hours felt really quick. Did it? Yeah, because the lady I went, I went to an African lady. Oh, she bodied it. Yeah. This lady, like, there was a salon next to my um, apartment complex, and they closed down. She was there for years, and Mm. I used to do my hair there since I was, like, 14, 13. So I was like, damn, who's going to do this for me? And then I was just, like, Googling online for places near my house, Mm -hmm. and she popped up. She has her own business now, so I was like, dope. Like, yeah. Sick. I mean, yeah, she's been doing it for years, like, so it's, you know, and she's good. Those are the best ones, man. Yeah, and she was just doing my hair, and then she had, like, a worker there, and then a friend came by, I guess. So she's, like, doing one side, and then she switched, and then they finished it, and it was, like, kind of three of them in one. But, yeah. So legit. You got the Black Panther theme going on right now. But let me tell you, this shit Shit hurts. It hurts. It hurts. The first, like... Cause they're pulling your hair when they're braiding it from mm-hmm. like the scalp. So does it? Is it? T- it's tight right now. Right like, now, no. Right now, it's like it's a little loosened up, but okay. it's pulls a little bit. Um, you know, in certain yeah, you got to put like oils but, and stuff, like oils and yeah, shit. Yeah, I just went straight to sleep afterwards. Just I took a nap because the, yeah, yeah, beauty really is pain. Yeah, yeah. this is true. It's true. This is true. It I ha- is. I had my I had corn rolls. There mm-hmm. was a time. If you look at my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see a funny picture of me looking like Sean Paul. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can I see the, that. I had the cornrows in, in my head. This is a little while back in my uh, boy band days. But I feel you because when they were like doing it, yo, it was so tight. Yeah. Like if anyone just like pushed like your scalp just mm-hmm. a little bit, oh, mm-hmm. you'd scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't even turn like. Turn yeah, my head. Exactly. I had to like turn my body. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it pulls the skin tight and so, yo, yeah, it's insane. crazy. That's crazy. I go through that every day with my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see. Every day. Them braids are looking tight, bro. Braids are tight right now. Nice. Um, a lot has happened uh, this week. What is it? It's February. Um, yep. Going into March already. This is a short month. Um, uh, if you guys are living under a rock, you guys know. If you're a producer, there's a new sample pack out. Uh oh. Talk called, about it. It's called Fantasy Loops. I just dropped it. Um, Blabkits.com. Um, go get that. It was inspired by my nerdy um, RPG, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Star um, child, childhood. And um, I kind of took that, you know, RPG video game fantasy music and kind of used that as like inspiration to make this sample pack. And so it's available now. So go to blapkits.com, B-L-A-P-K-I-T-S.com. Go pick up that Fantasy Loops pack. And you know there's a bunch of legendary sample packs and drum kits on that website. Go get it. Do you still have wow. the original Final Fantasy I do. poster that I won't say where you got it from, but you I know what I'm talking no, about. I used to work at a record store in Jersey. Yeah. And, um, and I... Took it. I stole it. <laughs> he stole it. I didn't want to say it, but he stole, stole it. it. Yeah. That shit is fire, though. That's, that's the one. original. OG. And, and you're here now. Yeah. And I'm here now. I'm, Look at it. I am not behind thought. bars. I'm here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that inspired you. you. That record store is going to hear this and go, he's the one that he's took the bastard. <laughs> Actually, it was free. It wasn't even for sale. But oh, I wasn't nice. supposed to take it, but I did. Right. Um, so, yeah, man. Shout to you guys. Uh, shout to all the producers. Shout to all of my audio engineers. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to us if you're not already. Um, Blab Chat is on iTunes. Uh, if you're listening to that right now, good for you. Make sure you subscribe. We're on SoundCloud as well, so f- hit that follow button on mm-hmm. SoundCloud. And listen, guys. YouTube too, right? YouTube as well. YouTube.com backslash IllMindVision. Ill You'll find vision. all of the videos there. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Listen, there's no excuses. If you listen to us on the podcast, you should be subscribed. You'd want to see that There's on no video. reason why you should be listening to the podcast and not watching us on Word. YouTube as well. That's a fact. So go to YouTube. Type in Illmind, type in Blapchat, hit that subscribe button. Trust me, um, you know, we get questions all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole platform is us trying to, uh, uh, you know, empower you guys as music producers, engineers, rappers, singers, just creators in general. A lot of great content on YouTube. Go subscribe right now. You're doing yourself a disservice by not going to YouTube. I feel like you'd rather see it. It's so yeah. much better right? to see it. Like, I listen to Joe Budden. I listen to Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Rogan is one of my favorite yes. podcasts. Yes. Um, but very rarely do I listen to just the audio. I like to, like, watch it I on like YouTube. I like to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know. Guys, listen. Know. YouTube is the future. It really is. Yep. So go to YouTube. Um, subscribe to us. And uh, like Atlas said, there's a bunch of other really cool ones mm-hmm. out there. Um, I'm assuming a lot of you guys are up on Gary V. Right? So, um... You guys check out the interview I did with Gary V. Um, I had the pleasure of uh, being a guest on his podcast recently. The video just dropped uh, a couple days ago on YouTube. So if you go to Gary V's YouTube account, you'll see the video. Uh, it's called Pod Sessions. So basically, what he's doing is uh, he's getting you know um, three people from different walks of life, people that are kind of specialized and successful in their own way getting them together and just having a conversation so he curates it it's a really cool series so check that out um i was on there with um the amazing wonderfully talented uh hannah bronfman who is uh she's great man she's a dj she's all about um you know like uh natural beauty and like Mm. health and exercise and fitness and uh, she's also an ambassador for adidas so she's really into like the she's the founder of hb fit so she's like wow. a super boss super awesome and she's so sweet too so shout to hannah bronfman you guys should follow her and then um my man nick stauskas nick. from uh brooklyn nets oh. he was uh, a guest as well from toronto and uh he's got an amazing story too he plays for them he plays yeah for the brooklyn nets yeah so um so it was us three and we just had a great conversation so after you listen to this make sure you guys go over to gary v's youtube and go check out the video with us having a conversation gary v was at the studio this week too no, he was, was he yeah. gary's gary's Shout going hard gary. he's in town he's right gary's yeah. going hard he was actually for premium pete right yep yep so um gary's moving around man yep. we're getting him on on our show next he went on premium pete yep yeah, shout out to Premium Pete. Shout out yeah, Premium Pete. Premium Pete. I love Premium Pete. I'm Gary just jealous. V. That's all. I love yeah. Premium Pete. Premium Pete and Gary V are my two favorite white guys. <laughs> oh, Premium's hilarious. He's yeah. Italian, right? He's Italian. Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Italian. He's yeah. crazy. I, I like Pete. when he talks about that's, his... that's a great conversation. Those two. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good podcast. Gary V is he's uh, Russian. He's Russian. I think okay, yeah. yeah. He's Russian. Um, Bandit Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So um, shout out to you guys. Make sure you go get that kit. Also, too, next week I will be down south. I'm taking a little <laughs> quick trip. North Carolina. I'll right? be in North Carolina and uh, and 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 Virginia? VA. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to Richmond, Virginia, and Charlotte, North Carolina. So I'll be in um, Charlotte, North. Or I'm sorry, Richmond, Virginia, on Wednesday, the 21st of February, and then on Thursday. February 22nd, I will be in um, North Carolina. So Richmond, Virginia, and then Charlotte, North Carolina, 21st and 22nd. So I'm doing my Pass the Aux session out there. So come see me if you're a producer or music creator next week in those two markets, Richmond, Virginia, Charlotte, North Carolina, and you want to come see me, uh, I'm picking a private studio and um, I'm gathering a small handful of music creators to come in the studio with me and vibe out, listen to music, talk, all that good stuff. So go to my website, illmindproducer.com to book your slots. And um, I'm also going to a bunch of other places. We're doing Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You guys mm-hmm. you guys trying to come? What's Fact. up? You already know. You know I already, I mean? told I already know. Atlanta's going to be lit. Yes. So that's happening in April. Uh, and then we're doing Jersey City. Of mm-hmm. course, I got to go back to my hometown, Jersey. That's going to be lit. Mm-hmm. And then Jersey. we're doing uh, we're doing Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. We're doing Detroit. Uh, and then we're about to announce a bunch of other cities. We're going to do Toronto again. Uh, going to do Vancouver. Going back to L.A. Mm-hmm. Going to do L.A. again. Going to do uh, the Northwest. Probably do Miami. Seattle? South. Seattle, probably. Yep. Seattle we'll do Vancouver. Oh, well, Seattle, Vancouver. That's when you Yeah, that whole connect. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, guys, if you're a producer... Trust me, you want to come to my Pass the Aux private studio sessions. They're happening this year in different cities. Go to my website, illmindproducer.com to book a slot. This is special, man. And listen, this is this is all about... This is a promo tour for me. This is me linking up with up-and-coming creators and just getting in a room and getting to know each other, man. Getting get Creating an opportunity for you guys to get to know me but even more importantly get to know each other mm-hmm. yeah right like there's like, no reason why if you, you're going to their city and there's an upcoming producer there is absolutely no reason why they shouldn't be at the past the mm-hmm. because no not only are you going to pick Illmind's brain but you're going to meet locals yep. yeah, and, and, and collab yeah. and you, then you're building your network locally which mm-hmm. is we always talk about that's really the key to 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 getting further in your career regardless yep. of what it is is you gotta you gotta run your city first yep. you gotta know everybody in your city and then work your way out so definitely go check out Pat exactly Dolls. um if you guys saw my latest youtube video i had a conversation with joel ortiz mm-hmm. and we we're talking about you know just just the whole idea of you know success and sacrifice and and all that stuff and how much we've sacrificed and then today i did a meet and greet obviously atlas you were there mm-hmm. And someone asked me, you know, how I got like a particular placement on a major label. We're t- I think we were talking about the Black Panther thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is working your ass off, but then linking up with your peers. Right. So, you know, instead of trying to cheat the system and skipping a bunch of steps and linking up with like, you know, Drake or like Metro, whatever, whoever it is right. you, you idolize. Really, it's just starting starting over here mm-hmm. and meeting with people on your level. We talk about that shit all the time, but I don't give a fuck. We're yeah. going to talk about right. it more. Like, that shit is so important. Like, every, you know, guys, listen, every placement that I've gotten has been 
the result of me working with people that are kind of on are this level, right? Like talk about the on your level thing two, that you talked about. Two thousand two thousand eight. I'm like I just had gotten out of mom's basement. Two thousand eight, Drake wasn't popping. Mm-hmm. Two thousand eight, K Dot wasn't popping, aka Kendrick Lamar. Two thousand eight, J Cole wasn't popping. Mm-hmm. Who are their producers? Forty wasn't popping yet. Boy Wanda wasn't popping yet. Murder Beats. Murder Beats was Murder Beats was like ten years old. <laughs> um, me, I'm like just getting out of mom's basement, but still working. Like yeah. putting my so I these are my peers, guys. Soundwave, Willie B, two thousand eight, K Dot. Like Soundwave was coming up with Ali. Ali was a nobody back in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. two thousand seven, right? Um, we were relatively all nobodies, but we were putting the work in. And, and you all as, knew each other. Yeah, but yeah. We, back then we didn't. Okay. Not yet. Not like we do now. Right. And all we really did was just stay on it and just work our ass off, work our ass off. And now fast forward 2012, 2013, we're all kind of respectively in our own levels. And now you get, you know, a boy Wanda and an ill mind kind of get together now. And it's like, oh, now let's work together and like do something special together. And then you have you know, like uh, like a sound wave, like I said, and like these guys. So now, you know, these guys are kind of kind of like on my peer level. So I always say like, instead of like taking the shortcut and cheating the system, just put the work in now and right. like keep an eye out, keep a really close eye out mm-hmm. of the people that are on your level that are really getting busy, mm-hmm. people that you respect and like who the new artists are, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, Drake, Drake is not going to be the number one artist forever. I mean, he will be for a long time. He's legendary. And I believe Drake will be around 100%. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Same with Kendrick, same with Cole. But, like, as a producer, I think it's our opportunity now to, like, groom the next person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really keep an eye out and say, okay, I see you over there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. maybe we could work together. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, you're an artist. I believe in you. Let's build our own mm-hmm. movement. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So... And that that's ongoing too. Right. That's ongoing. During the uh, during the meet and great to, uh, meet and great meet and greet today. Meet and greets. Meet and <laughs> greets. The meet and was great. It was great, this by the way. Bright. I will say. Right. From the UK. Um, it was like I don't know when you tweeted, and like an hour later, it must have been like twenty five kids yeah. that came out mm-hmm. to meet. And uh, on a weekday. On a weekday. <laughs> Jeez, these guys don't have jobs. Yeah, shout but, out to you guys. Day, nobody's on in a school day. No school day. No I thought work. one person was going to show up, honestly. But shout out mm-hmm. to all you guys that showed up at the quick little last minute meet and greet. And one of the questions, um, one of the guys brought up was how he, you know, he created a website where he puts his beats on. And, yep. you know, is that is that okay and all that. And, you know, we had spoke. And, you know, when he said that, the first thing that I said was, like, that's cool because you have a place to send people, like, if they want to leave. He's like, yeah, I'm getting, like, one uh, one interest, like, a week as far as track. And that's not necessarily selling one track a week, but interest on one track a week. And then, Il, you had asked me what I had thought about that, and I want everyone to hear this. Uh, and what I said is, like, that's cool, you know, but you need to be out meeting artists. Like, you need to be at open mics. You should go to rap battles. You should go to producer battles. Like, you got to be out there meeting the people like face to face genuinely engaging these mm-hmm. people you know like looking them in the eye and yeah. having them see you there and then 
you know, building that relationship. And that's going to take you way further yeah. than, you know, building a website. I don't care how nice your website is. Mm -hmm. It looks great. Um, and putting all your beats on there. Like, yeah, that's cool. But it's really more deeper uh, relationships, deeper mm -hmm. relationships. You going out, right. even if it's once a week, yep. once every two weeks, you know, your wifey lets you go out or, yeah. you know, you're off on your job. Like, go to an open yeah. mic. Yeah. Even like, you know, perfection, even like what, what you do, it's like, you're you're a producer right and you do all these things and you know that i love your story about when you first met like angela mm -hmm. and like how she like inspired you to mm -hmm. like do a lot of stuff and and like you guys are like super tight to this right. day and like you know you sort of like working over at engine room too and rubbing shoulders with different people but then mm -hmm. also being involved with like different podcasts as mm -hmm. well it's like you have relationships yeah you know what i mean so like you you you're doing all of this stuff with people in person like right. you're not only on the internet like hey yeah. check this out or hey i'm doing it yeah, like the you're doing that of, too yeah my relationships is like having to communicate like, yeah on a, like on a, a larger scale like, yeah, like real know, human beings yeah. <laughs> <Like laughs> you know real human beings yeah right. like you can't you would have yeah. never like uh gotten to know angela yee like via like instagram DM, yeah, DM, definitely. Right? but i will say this though i will say that I think the internet is amazing for 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 being kind of like the launch pad right. for a thing. Yeah. But ultimately the end kind of goal the, the 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 light at the end of the tunnel is you know you guys getting together in person and like getting <laughs> getting to know each other deep yeah, like on it's a deeper like the, level. In, on the internet you can definitely meet people and follow people and this and that and they can see your lifestyle vice versa but you know it's different when you take that offline when you like you know how it is when you if you follow someone like a mutual friend or something and you know you acknowledge each other online but then when you see each other in person it's like oh oh Oh, okay. mm -hmm. you know what I mean and then it's a whole different in introduction and that takes the relationship to a different level yeah. it's like you can be online all day and then what yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. You know what's what's something um, that's been happening, and I'm sure you got. I'm sure it'll get this a lot, mm -hmm. and you as well. It's if you're gonna send someone like the random DM, it listen. That's cool. I'll read them every now and then if mm -hmm. I have the time to do it, and you know, and it's worded correctly. Mm -hmm. Oh, forget it. Yours is probably blown up. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm talking about perfection. With incorrect uh, words. Yeah, with yeah. all kinds of yeah. crazy of images. But one thing you shouldn't do is just spam them. Like, spam them sending a DM every other day. No, I don't think uh, It's just like you're going to get blocked. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just, it looks tacky. Yeah. If you want to send one once in the blue with a nice little message, like, Yo guys, I really love Blap Chat. I love what you guys do. Here's a track I'd love for you to check out. I'll probably check it out. Mm -hmm. But then if you keep sending me, just DMing me, ran like just all the time, and I don't respond, and you just keep doing it, I'm gonna you're gonna get blocked. Yeah, you know. And it's <laughs> you like, know what I hate? Yeah. Please don't like like 30 or 40 of my pictures back to back. Oh, that is the that worst. That is annoying as fuck. That's creepy. You guys, like, ever, yes, you're getting yeah. my attention yeah. in the wrong way. And, way. and the follow unfollow game. Yeah, they yes. follow you. They unfollow you. They follow yeah. you. They unfollow yes, you. I've had people that I blocked, and I've looked at my fucking you know feed, and I'm like, you again. I'm like, all right. You know what's worse all than right. the block, though? The mute. 
That's Twitter, though. You can't do that oh, on IG. Oh, you can't mute on IG. Yo, IG Instagram needs a mute button. Because they don't even like, know. Yeah, mute is like, you know what? I'm going to be so disrespectful. You're going to think I'm paying attention I'd, to you, but I'd I'm really not. Yeah. That's and then up. it's like, you know how some people are like, well, why don't you just unfollow somebody? Like, sometimes in this industry, you kind of can't. Right, you right, know right. what I mean? Because right. it's like people. There's some people that really take that to heart. Like, oh, you right. don't follow me? What? What's your problem? Yeah, what I did? Yeah, yeah, they feel a certain way, and it's kind of it's cheesy, but you know that's the reality of it. Yeah. So it's like it's stupid, but sometimes you really can't like yeah. unfollow somebody. So I don't you give just a fuck. hit the mute un- button. I'd be it's unblocking like, people. So I don't care. I don't, I unfollow yeah. you. I will block you. I don't. No, nah, I've, I've definitely I mean? unfollowed yeah. people, but there's like certain, you know, there's sometimes certain people that yeah. like you just gotta like. You know what's interesting too with social media, and I'm sure a lot of up and coming uh, artists and producers deal with this. Like sometimes you follow people that you really don't want to follow, mm-hmm. and then you see their post, and it just like. Yeah. Just like just <laughs> burns your it. yeah, yeah, It's like yeah. someone burns took a knife and just stabs you in the chest. your blood. So if you ever feel that way, just unfollow them. That's brother. a fact. That's you a don't need intense. that in your life. Just unfollow. That's unfollow. a little intense. But it's okay. Instagram definitely needs a mute button, yeah, and Twitter needs an edit button. Twitter needs yes. an edit button. I, no, they do that on purpose. They don't want they you do. to be able. They yeah, want they you do. want you to once you put it out. That's it, buddy. Yeah, you gotta either delete it. Yeah. You can't go back and take it that's away. True. But there's sometimes like you, but sometimes you have there's like a, a spelling typo. error yeah, and typo. then you realize like an hour later and you're like, I'm yeah. the worst. I'd be type. My typo you know what? is Speaking of social media, <laughs> we're going to play a little game and I want, I want to, and Josh, you're playing and preach. You're playing as well. Okay. You guys ready? Strip poker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 51 bitch. <laughs> All right. So we actually played this game on, um, on Gary V's podcast, so uh, I'm gonna steal this idea from Gary once again. Um, we're gonna get on our phones, we're gonna open up our Instagram account, <laughs> and we are going to scroll all the way manually, scroll through your timeline to your own your own your own timeline, and you're gonna scroll down to your first post ever. Oh my god! And on we, Instagram? We, on Instagram. So we're gonna see what you guys' first post was. Oh Go, my god. do it now. Get oh your phone out. Scroll all the way. Oh my We're God. taking this idea. Shout to Gary. Shout out Gary. Well, v. I know what my first post is, but I think I archived it. Keep because... going. It's gonna take a while, but we're gonna keep going. <laughs> we're gonna do this. Keep scrolling. Keep All scrolling. Right. Do it. Preach. Yeah, keep going. Was... Josh, do it. Oh hold, my hold God. The camera. Where do was go. I? Just keep scrolling. That's so oh funny. my God. <laughs> keep going. Oh, keep going. Look at, it's funny looking back at these. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're taking like we're taking archive. a page from this Gary. This is like v. a like a life journal right here. Do you guys want to know what um what Oprah's First post was on Instagram. What we did it? on Oprah's. It was a fucking picture of her and Gary V. Really? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was the, the flex of all flexes. Yeah, Gary. For my man Gary. So keep keep posting, guys. If you're listening, I want you guys to do the same thing. Yeah. While you're listening right now, uh, unless you're driving or you're holding a baby, um, whip out your phone. Okay. Follow Blab. Go to follow Blab Chat. Go to Instagram and go scroll oh my God. through your timeline all the way. I don't give a fuck how long it takes. Oh my God. Scroll <laughs> all the mine. way to your first post. Yo. I got my first Hold post. Hold on. Go to your first post, and what you're going to do is you're going to screenshot it and you're going to tag us at Blapchat on Instagram. Okay? Oh my God. So tag Blapchat, repost it on your Instagram page, your first post, and then you're going to tag. 
blabchat at blabchat b-l-a-p-c-h-a-t on instagram tag us we'll go through them and uh we'll make fun of you in a future episode now we'll shout you out but go do it scroll down do that now wow. atlas you're the first one we'll Yo. point it to the camera this is what is crazy. it crazy i don't know if you can actually get a close-up of that so it looks like signatures on a door on a door wow okay read it what's the caption so what it is well let me i want to make sure josh josh you got it okay so the caption let me see if there is a caption on this so no caption i didn't okay, write when anything was when was it june 25th 2012 2012 june 25th so this is a picture of a door in a recording studio um what's the i think it's oh quad i think okay. it's quad in like the b room smoky robotic wow i see sound association too this is me i put my name on the door i put sound association was a studio that i opened in times square which is wow. still there soundassociation.com if you need the book um sound association and i wrote my name and i wrote smoky robotic Amazing. look at that oh Amazing, I see it. Let me see. This Amazing. is crazy. Smoky so Robotic. That, so sm Smoky Robotic was a, a, a group that I was a part of mm -hmm. um, uh, years ago, mm -hmm. and we made some really good music. That's how I met Atlas. Yeah, that's how you met they me. They know the story. Yeah. Oh, and look, times. look at this. I only got two likes. <laughs> two likes, hey. 2012, it wasn't really popping. Make sure you go back to that likes. picture and like it. Yeah, 2012 was uh, Yeah, follow me, Atlas the Plug, one word, Atlas the Plug on all social media. Yeah. But yeah, that's my IG. Perfection, wow. what you got? <laughs> Show the camera. <laughs> this is all a right, great what game. Is it? What is it? So this is a picture of me in the studio back see. in 2012. Wow, 2012 was a big sign-up year. Wow. So this is what made you sign up for Instagram. Post yeah. up a picture of me in the and studio. And you had the filter with it. Yeah. This is a whack ass dope. filter, but. That was, that, yeah, that that was kind of cool. That was like, I like um, that filter. Yeah, that was a studio in um, the Three Bronx. Three comments. Nice. Damn, you got 39 likes and shit? God damn. Perfection in the studio. Makes what? sense. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. that was when I was like really first, first like going hard with the going idea hard. of like. Yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. And that was like one of the first studios. Um, these guys called the MVPs, a group of producers. Mm -hmm. That was like their spot. So I used to like kick it with them a lot. And like just get insight. That's when I was like using FL. And, you know, I used to, you know, just kick it with the guys in the studio and hear yeah. their production and just talk a lot about music and work on ideas and shit like that. Some little joint yeah. in the Bronx yeah, up, yeah. up there where I'm from. Sick. So, yeah. I love it. That's Preach fire. what you got. Wait, hold on. I gotta get you. All right, for you, show the camera. Let's see. So this is uh, a candy I found at like some bullshit store, and uh, I think it was Philly. Wow. And it was <laughs> what is a that? white guy with just August fourth, twenty twelve. Wow. And it's twenty twelve. And I don't know what the fuck I was, was looking that at. When Instagram started. I, it, yeah, it might, might have, might have, have been, been. It might have been. been. And for some reason, I just said, "What kind of shit is this?" And it's like a white guy with grills. Wow. That they That's were candy. Selling. I don't know what it was. Like all oh, grill, oh, grill candy. candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of offensive." And that <laughs> made you. And that made <laughs> that you sign made up. You, yeah, made wow. You sign up. All so, right, Josh. What do you lines? have, Josh? One. One, One like. <laughs> you can do it here. Hey, I'll hold it for you. I'll hold it for you. This is Josh's first post. Yeah, so that's Bridge a, uh, at Fort Tolchin. Right, as when Instagram first came out, I believe sometime Pointed around there. Pointed to the camera. 2012. Did you see? Oh, wow. wow. And then, uh, 
I wanted to. How many likes you got on that? One. One. Nice. <laughs> I wanted to be a photographer at that time, so. Nice. There you go. Well, now you're still manifesting your. Isn't that funny? Your passion. <laughs> Yeah, right. now he's like a photographer, rapper, singer, producer, Tom engineer, dancer, videographer. Yeah. This guy freaking does yeah. it all. Opera singer, director. Exactly. <laughs> I, I hate did. You, Josh. I'm not gonna scroll through mine, but I already did, and I snapshotted it. Um, my first post was basically, "It's so fucking nerdy." This is like so. Seventeen thousand so likes. Just kidding. <laughs> it's probably so dumb. Let me see. Uh, where's it at? <clears throat> I'm gonna pull it up, but it's basically a picture of. Voldemort's um uh you gotta show it Vol we all Voldemort. showed it <laughs> it's a picture of it's a <laughs> it's a it's a picture of Voldemort's wand um damn do I have it is maybe that the I video didn't snapshot game? it Voldemort is a character in Harry Potter mm. and I got it as a as a birthday gift um and it's a it's Voldemort's wand so that just shows how fucking nerdy I am but then the second picture was me in the studio if that makes sense I don't have it here But I'll repost it on my Instagram Anyway That was my first post That was fun That was awesome Yeah that was cool Yeah cool, That right? just like brought Isn't me it, back It's interesting to see like Where Where like You start And then like When you get to see Like oh shit Right like, I remember that I remember that But it's funny I mentioned too Like When you look at someone's Instagram You can tell Like The point at which Some people like celebrities and stuff Like new celebrities like the point when they made it the point at which they fucking got when money when shit transitions like it goes from like it goes from like shitty pictures with like, like whatever, whatever like cool. pictures of food McDonald's and shit yeah pictures of food and yeah. fucking walking my dog to like you know what I mean now they're Cannon, at STK steakhouse fucking selfie yeah. you know you could tell okay they got money <laughs> that's now that's a fact yo, yo that's a fact this shit is hilarious man yo they, get, they go from like the little chain to like the big chain <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know so they go funny. from like the the really high end Volkswagen to yeah. like the Benz. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> studio setup to like yeah, home studio setup to in like Hawaii, yeah, yeah. in Hawaii outside. Quad in your house. Right. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's so interesting. It's so, such an interesting experiment. Anyway, guys, you should do this. Scroll through your Instagram account. Go to your first post ever. Snapshot it. Repost it on Instagram and then tag us Lab at Blapchat. That's so funny. That's so, Damn. so, so funny. Interesting looking back yeah. then, like just putting yeah. myself, and I'm sure it's the same for all of us, mm -hmm. but putting myself mentally where I am now to where I was then is like night and day. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I was so naive and, mm -hmm. you know, thought I knew the game and thought I was hustling. Word. Man, I wasn't yeah. doing shit. Yeah. That's a fact. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I thought I was, you know. Yep. Now I got shit popping, but yeah. then it was like... Yeah. It was, you know, you were just trying to do whatever you could just to get out there. I was could. like, you remember, Ill. I mm -hmm. was going everywhere and anywhere I could, you know, just being Grinding. around and just, you know, we all done that. Yeah. That's why we are where but we I are now. But I think those were the day and ages where, like, you know, things were, like, still new to us. Mm -hmm. so it was fun and fresh mm -hmm. and passionate. So it's like, you did have that confidence. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I got this. But yeah. that's what helped, what drove you to keep going, you yeah. know, and, like, drove you to be here now. Exactly. But then now it's like, okay, sometimes you got to reevaluate. Sometimes, you, you know what I mean? So Exactly. And then pulling exactly. up to quad, like, oh, shit. Isn't yeah. this where, like, Pac got shot in the lobby or whatever yeah. happened? Like, oh, shit. Well, listen, there's a first time for everything. Even though yeah. it was the B room, I thought, like, I was, like, <laughs> right. yeah. I thought I was signing with Atlantic or something, yeah. you know? I was like, yeah. this is awesome you know exactly. so 
you know, if you're out there and you're grinding, like everybody's got to start from somewhere. Like it might yeah. be rough now. You might be broke. You might have no money. You know, you have kids. The wife's getting on you to get a job, man. But just but keep believing in yourself and don't yep. quit. Just don't quit. But you know what's interesting? I was watching um, Joe uh, uh, Joey Crack, Fat mm-hmm. Joe. Mm-hmm. So he's got his new podcast. Yep. Did you guys see yeah, on the title? Joe, the, yeah. Co- the Coco Coca- Vision. Coca Vision. Coca Vision. And I'm a big fan. Shout out to Fat Joe. And man, he said something that just kind of like regarding rappers, which is very true. And you know, it just kind of blew my mind. And when I said it just now, like never quit. It's like there's kind of levels to that because like I'm a big fan of never, never quit. Go mm-hmm. get them. Like, but sometimes you just gotta know when this might not be for you. Mm-hmm. And when he said this, it was like, he's so right. He's like, there's 40 plus year old rappers sleeping on like their wife's couch, still dreaming of, of you know, right. being a rapper. Right. You know what I mean? And like, you might want to reevaluate yeah. at that time in your life, you yeah. know, like what your goals. Right. Maybe you're not a rapper. Maybe now you manage the next young rapper. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying give up on the music. You know industry. what? That's so that's so interesting. I want to take it a step further because yeah. because I you know I think outside of the rapper thing, I think it's not as black and white. But I also think that you know, I think there should be a kind of like perspective of okay, I, I'm doing this like one thing, but I think it's important to keep tabs on your progress right right so like let's take the rapper for instance sleeping on you know girlfriend's couch Couch, right 46 years old right rapping since they were 20 so that's what 26 years Mm -hmm. yeah correct so 26 years they're rapping and they're they still haven't been successful i think what that person needs to do is go back and recall when they first started to now and then create a list of all of the stuff that they've accomplished and then all the failures and then all the sort of like reasons almost like a like a diagnostic of your of what you did Mm -hmm. and then just evaluate from there yeah because like you you know we talk about this all the time like doing the same thing over and over and then something not working but then like never changing and Mm -hmm. never switching something up to make it better it becomes that's like you become mad after that you know oh yeah I mean? you're, oh you're very upset like very upset. like it just becomes like a. uh you start hating on other people's success yeah yeah which it is a becomes terrible a, it thing becomes a virus almost so i think i think analyzing your shit is important yeah listen you know? and there's and then there's another rule that two things especially in the music business that you do not want to do one is that and two, don't count anyone else's money. Like, just don't. Right. You're going to drive yourself right. crazy. <laughs> yeah. yep. You know, just because your homie's big and your homie's may like, chill. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Take a deep breath. You know what I'm saying? And also, too, even if you are 40 and you're sleeping on your girl's couch and you're a rapper and, you know, right. maybe your time has passed and it already passed. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean you have to quit the music business. Okay. Yeah. You could still be in the music business. You can manage rappers now. Right. Because you've been in the game. You know 
you know you don't might not might not know what it's like to be successful mm -hmm. but you know what it's like to be an artist so maybe you start managing artists maybe you start doing rapper events mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying so like you don't have to end your passion for music because obviously you have a passion which is why you're sleeping on the couch mm -hmm. and you because you believe that there's something there right. you know one comparison that drives me crazy is people are like well quincy Jones, quincy jones didn't do thriller till he was in his 50s yeah. bro Shut up with that shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quincy Jones has been doing shit way before Thriller. Right, his yeah. resume is, is retarded. Crazy. Yeah. It's, it's Listen, crazy. don't get me wrong. Jay did a reasonable doubt, I believe, when he was like twenty something, right? Right. In his twenties, right? Yeah. Is that correct? So, like, don't get me wrong. Like, you can be up there in age, but you don't have to quit the music business. Like me, look at me. Like I started singing in the boy band. Right. Then I started like running a studio. Then I started, you know, A and R for ill. And then I started, mm -hmm. you know, building websites. And then I mm -hmm. started, uh, you know, doing events. And I like, I'm always just jumping around because if one thing doesn't work, I'm moving on to something else. Right. But if it does work, cool. I'll keep that, and then I'll do something else. So right. it's like, even like, I love the whole um, Duce Palooza thing. Right. When it was Henny Palooza, Henny wasn't fucking with them. Yeah. They never sponsored nothing. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Mor uh, to Maury, right? Rory, excuse Rory. me, Rory, right. and and those guys doing that, and you know, but they just kept pushing, and then Ducey eventually mm -hmm. signed on, you know, later on. But like, you could still be in the music slash entertainment business, not being an artist or a producer, even though you've pushed for years to do that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta There's try. There's so stuff. many other things. You gotta and try you're, stuff. You're a great example of that. Yeah, you, you produce, gotta... you do the kids, yeah. to pass the ox, to this, to that, the clubs, this, yeah, the pass the clubs and all that. So like, you know. I don't want people to be stagnant and think like I'm if you're 40 and you're a producer it's over it's not. Yeah. It's not. You just got to think outside the box. Yeah, you got to you got to you got to try stuff and if you're doing the same thing over and over and it's not working at some point like to homie that's 46 at some point when you were 35 you should have maybe you know there's something in there you should have did switch something up Try yeah. something different. Yeah, and you your know? homies and your friend, your home. This is gonna sound really crazy, but your homies, not your really, really true, true, close, 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 close homies, because they will always tell you the real, whether you want to hear it or not. But sometimes your homies that are closest to you, and like your family members that are like your mom or your dad, no, keep pushing, dude. Yeah. Your shit's dope. Keep going, keep bro. Yeah, I think they definitely like. There has to be a time limit in when you like really reevaluate shit, because mm -hmm. if like thirty years is. A long fucking. It's a time. long time. It's a long time. That's but listen, fact. guys, it, I, in my belief is that age is really just a number. Yeah, really for me, is. I feel like it really you know, is. And then, unfortunately, like you know, for women, it's tougher. Yeah, for sure. Because like, if you're a 39 year old singer, it's like, eh, right. depends what lane you're trying to get into. It yeah. might not work. Yeah. Versus if you're like a 39 year old rapper and you're good and whatever, you get in the right room and they fuck with you, it could work. Right. You know what I mean? But still, like, you know, you got to reevaluate after a while. Maybe yeah. maybe you move into to songwriting. Yeah. Just strictly yeah. song, not being the artist. But you know what? Let me pitch or my song. Or even sit with someone and figure out what you're doing wrong. You know, maybe you're not putting yourself in the right circles. You yeah. know, maybe your music needs work and you're just not sure what exactly. needs fixing you yeah know there's I mean? a lot like, there's so many elements so many factors that go into like why someone why something works for someone and why something doesn't you know like we don't have the answers to that exactly but i do believe that trying stuff 
is your gateway right. to getting closer to that. You you can't just do one thing. Like exactly. if I exactly listen, guys, I, I I only speak from like my own experience. Right. Like you know, if I stayed making, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if I personally like stayed making beats to try to sound like Jay Dilla, who I idolize, mm-hmm. I still influenced by him and if i never branched out or never wanted to branch out we probably wouldn't be here right now right you know if i didn't decide to like say oh i think a podcast might be kind of fun we wouldn't be sitting here right now mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if it, i i never would have met you because we never but you know, did smoke cra- robotic, you know what's you know? the crazy fact, thing is is like i talked to my guy a lot about this where we're like there's so many small if it wasn't for yeah there is you know what i what mean? Do you mean what does that mean like one thing leading to another like if i would have never met a friend i would have never probably had the conversation and pushed to be like yo i think i do want to yeah. produce because oh, i remember okay. i used to know this kid well i know him but like we used to hang out more often you know mm-hmm. we I, I, he used to be a rap he used to be an aspiring rapper right he was mm-hmm. younger than me um, and we used to always talk about music and he was always like, yo, I'm going to be dope. I'm going to be dope. But he never recorded anything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got all these notes. I got all these songs in my in my phone, but I'm just waiting for, I forgot what it was, for the right time for him to yeah, get. And I was like, dude, like you got hundreds of shit written down and you're mm-hmm. not recording. But we used to talk about music all the time. And, you know, we used to just sit in the hallway and like just smoke and talk music. And that's, you know, one of those nights is when I was like, yo, I've been thinking about it. And I feel like I'm serious about really taking that direction and Mm -hmm. like, you know, tapping into music production. So it's like if we probably would have never had those conversations, that would have never triggered my brain to be like, yo, actually do this. So true. If I would have never chose to like. You know, it's it's the littlest things. If I would have never went to this event, I would have never met that person. If you never went right. to Engine Room, yeah, and never worked yeah, there, yeah. If I if I never, never yeah, know? if I would have never been introduced to one kid, he would have never told me like, nah, don't go to IAR, go to Engine Room. It's crazy. If I would have never met Angela at the store, yeah, you know, you, what I mean? like you want to know? Oh, yeah. the designing when yeah. you were but you want to know why those things did happen? The universe. The universe, but also <laughs> you also. Because you just did stuff. Right. You put, if you would have never went to shit. Fancy, the, the right. pop-up shop, we would have never met. Right. Remember that? With Ryan Leslie. With Ryan Leslie. Yep. We would have never yep. met. Yep. We, we probably wouldn't be here it's either. It's the perfect yeah. storm. Like, you know, that's why I believe that you just have to go out and do shit. Yep. Just do shit. That's like, put yourself out there. You know what I mean? Like, like go meet a person. Go have a conversation with a random person. Like, you know, like, I push that all the time. Like, go to a Starbucks and, like, go up to a stranger and have yeah. a conversation you know what i mean like literally go do that like you just have to go out there and talk to people mm-hmm. do stuff i don't think homie g 46 48 year old rapper i don't think he went out and no did- he's playing nba live uh, <laughs> smoking blunts and drinking 40s probably still of old english listen that's the moral of the story go out there and do and, shit and do shit get it done guys get just it nike do it. nike nike got the do big, it. just do it they got the best fucking slogan go get do that it. unlimited just metro card it. if you're in new york and just go man just go just, just go put yourself everywhere. out there stop being a lazy bum for real listen guys we have a really amazing guest today oh my I'm god so excited. classics Let's do i'm it. so excited for this guy classics uh we got the legendary 
Buck Wild from DITC. Oh! He produced. I got a story to tell. <laughs> what else? Uh, Black Rob. Whoa. 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 <laughs> I mean, that alone is legendary Word. to me. There's Especially, so many more. Yo, the Biggie. I, oh, there's so many. He's done uh, He's done 50 on the Mike Geronimo, which is a little Same. older, but I mean, this guy is done. Buckwild, Buckwild's legendary hustle. digging into crates. He has, a, he's a talker too, so I can't wait to, <laughs> yes, we can't wait to pick his brain. But the stories this guy has is insane. He was running around in these studios and like he was just super relentless, like super aggressive. Like, oh, who's recording over there? Oh, Nas is over there. I'm gonna pull up. Yeah. Yo, Jay's over there. I'm gonna pull up. Oh, Biggie's in the studio. I'm gonna go pull up. And he would bring his beats. And this him. is before social media. This is way before social media. Sweet. So ain't no DM and blind DM in here. Exactly. <laughs> He's showing I think, up. I think we can learn a thing or two from this guy, Buck Wild, mm -hmm. legendary music producer. He's done some huge records. He's a pioneer. So much respect for him. And uh, we're gonna bring him in. We're gonna pick his brain. So um, let's talk to Buck Wild. Let's get it. The legendary. Um, legendary is right. Legendary is really the the appropriate word um, for this guy, man. Um, one of my favorite producers. We're honored to have him today. Let's give a warm round of applause for Buck Wild. Buck Wild. <coughs> yeah. What it do, brethren? What it do? Excuse me. Do? Water in my throat. Chilling. Um, <laughs> first of all, thank you for coming, man. Yes, um, man, you know, anytime, man, anytime, anytime. Yeah, cool. uh, Buck, man, we uh, we've known each other for a while now. How it's, long? Uh, what, 2009, 2010, I think we met. Um, let me Something see, like it was that. right after Little Brother's album when you was on that. Oh, wait, 2008, <laughs> 2008. Yeah, that was the man when that Little Brother album came out. That was like the year for me where it was like, oh man, like everybody was like, yo, who's Ilma? <laughs> Ilma was like, yo. <laughs> This kid is incredible. <laughs> mm, that's crazy, man. I'm still so humbled by that to this day. But um, thanks for coming, man. Um, I want to just jump right in, man. Um, we, me and you have had a lot of conversations off record about so many things, man. You have so many stories. Um, so, you know, most of our listeners here are aspiring producers, aspiring artists, you know, people that just want to get in that position. And I know you have a lot of really just like the gems that you have are so insane from the I standard showcases and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So I know oh, you have man. a lot of that in you. So I actually just want to, I want to start by um, just flexing a little bit. So let's talk a little bit. Let's, you know, for, <laughs> for those of you living under a rock. Classic records, man. I want to talk about a couple of the classic records that you've done and how they came about because I think that is really valuable you know you were really busy in the 90s obviously you're still busy now which is a blessing and all throughout the 2000s super blessed super blessed <laughs> um there's one legendary record that you produced that I want to talk about um and uh it's the Biggie record um oh wow yeah yeah you know story, story to, to tell. tell uh first of all <laughs> In the 90s, I know moving around as a music producer was a lot different. And I think the thing I really like about you is back then you were you were moving mm -hmm. around. You were, you know, extra uh, uh, aggressive and persistent with your music and you were jumping into these studios. So tell us tell us how that record happened, man, from A to Z. Um well, the first thing I always say is even telling people everything is about relationships. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you can have the hottest beats, and it's like if no one likes you, they're not gonna pick your beats. 
Um, for me, it's like I've been trying to get on big albums since. Um, yeah, let's get the mic a little closer to you. If ready you can. to die since Ready to Die days. Cool. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he liked the beats I do. You know, obviously from before, but he was like, "Yo, you know." You make dope beats, but you ain't got nothing that's for me, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and this is Biggie saying this. Yeah, he said it. You know, to me, Biggie's like one of the greatest artists ever because Easy. easily because it's like he understands him and Buster. They understand what music really is. So it's like some sometimes that now they just need a little class on it. But <laughs> he always told me like, yo, you know, you make dope beats, but you don't have nothing for me. And it's like, I didn't understand what it was. Sometimes a producer, you could take it as disrespect. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I'm giving this dude a hundred beats, 150 beats. So we go through, um, we go through Ready to Die. We go through Junior Mafia's album. Mm-hmm. And as a producer, sometimes the only thing you can feel is just frustration when it's like these things are happening. It got to a point where it's like, I will go down I would always come to these sessions just to vibe and see what it is. And it's like the one thing I learned is like, you got to understand the artist's bounce. Mm-hmm. When you understand their bounce, it's like that right there, you have their pocket. Right. The pocket is very important in music. And it's like, I don't think a lot of, even the rappers don't understand what a pocket is. Mm-hmm. Producers, mm-hmm. So if they don't understand, it's like producers don't. So, you know, I used to hang around, you know, go to his sessions, come to his crib, me and my boy OG. Um... We went to the sessions. We took my man LP. LP ended up getting on the album. That's how Get Money came about. Mm. Um, still kept on. It's like that album came out. It was successful. Had his car accident. Called me like, yo, um, I'm working on my album. Once again, I need some beats. Um, I'm chained up to the house. You know, my leg is broke. I'm going to send C's to meet you. I sent C's to meet him. Gave him a beat tape, maybe 10 beats, and I think he plucked around four or five. He was like, yo, now you got it. It's like, now you on my vibe. Mm-hmm. And even with that, like I said, that goes back. It, it teaches you something. Like, you it, you have to have, you know, what we call now is the energy. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, I believe any artist, if you want great records of somebody, it takes more than just like, yo, my beat is dope, and you need to come and rap on my beat. Yep. The better your your relationship, the more you understand how to produce for the artist. Yeah, like being mm-hmm. on the same frequency. Right. The frequencies is everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too bad we know it now. Yo, you guys, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. But it's very important, and it's like that's exactly was the start of what happened, and it's like too bad, you know, this is like right before he died. Because, like, you know, of course we know he was penning Cam and he was penning C's, mm-hmm. and he had a few records for both of them. So that could have been the start of something else. But wow. I've learned that, and it's like the one thing I take away is like, yo, you have to be personal with the artist. That's why I was always busting in sessions. I would <clears> always <throat> get a one-on-one with the artist because I believe when you go through management, management is cool, but it's nothing it's not better. It's not the same relationship. It's yeah. not the same, and it's like I can remember... No, even recently, I can remember a time falling falling out of love with music, and two chains called me before he changed before when he was, when it was titty, titty boy, boy, titty boy, and he changed his name to t- to two chains, and it's like I didn't even know he was calling me. He was like, "Yo, man, I've been calling you for the longest, man." <clears throat> when I finally got in touch with him, he was like, "Yo, where you been?" And mm-hmm. I didn't want to tell him like, "Yo, man, I kind of lost know, inspiration, lost inspiration from this shit," but. It, it showed me, like, even working with him, it's like, yo, I need this. What we did before, me, you, Luda, and Dollar, I need this. And, you know, even then, it's like I still wasn't like, ah, you know. Mm-hmm. But it takes time to get into your groove or, uh, for a producer. So, mm-hmm. you know, getting back to the record, it's like, yo, you know, those frequencies was there. And it's like for him, 
to be the artist he is and understanding, you know, the musicality and what he brings. And it's like even having a beat where it's like it's right in his pocket. That was the record right there. Yep. So yep. what transitioned for you? Like you said that he told you now you got it. Were you like studying his sound more, trying new things? How did you finally reach the point where you got his sound? Well, to me, I think it was just like, one is that I, I believe it's the energy. The more mm -hmm. you're around a person, you'll become on the same frequency. True. And um, number two, it's like you you have to humble yourself mm -hmm. because you can you can do beats for everybody. When he, when I was giving them beats, I was doing. I had sessions every day of the week. Right. And not sometimes in the daytime, but it could be day and night. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it'd be around the clock. Mm -hmm. And when you work with everybody, you're like, yo, man. Why he won't pick a beat? Right. Mm -hmm. like so I got your shit. ego is there, but then it's like you got to remember the humbleness to be like, okay, mm -hmm. what can I learn from this if this isn't happening? Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure Elmar will understand this because it's like he's probably been through his own trials and tribulations. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not always the days when you walk in and people going to pick what you got. Right. Because Big was one person. He didn't care what you did. Today, people care what you did. You walk right. in the studio, if you're like, yo, I just did Jay-Z new album. Yeah, I they need five beats. Yeah. I don't, yeah. you, you can play five of the worst, worst beats in the world, and, they take and they're going to take it. Right. So it's a, it's a, you dealing with different modules, and it's like you dealing with a person who wants to challenge you. Mm -hmm. Is who you are, so you can be the best. And when you look at his album, ten million plus says a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to it like does. just be a part of that yeah. era, you know, no, with someone yeah. that major. Yeah. So so Buck, let's talk about that a little bit. So I actually kind of low key know the answer to this, but. For those who are listening <laughs> um you know when you were on that grind running around with big and you know even big l we'll talk about that later mm -hmm. um you were really heavy going into the studios and i remember the first time you told me that story of how you were just jumping into sessions sessions oh who's over there let me pull up over here you got your beats with you you know obviously that worked out for you back then and you were able to create legendary records how do you feel about the production game now kind of comparing the grind in the 90s early 2000s to now having the internet and being able to you know dm shoot a dm shoot random. a dm which which <laughs> by the way which by the way has worked a few times but can safely say that that most likely doesn't work what's your opinion on moving around as a music producer getting into these rooms is it the same is it different and what do you like to apply for your own Stuff. Well, to me, it's like I always look at it as, um, to me, it's always a sport. Mm -hmm. I love Ilman, but I always want to hear what Ilman got. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. it's like I always believe steel, sharp, and shield. Right. Steel, mm -hmm. sharp, and steel. Right. Yep. So to me, that's the first aspect I take. And it's like when it comes to even, I believe the best records are personable. Like, it's, it's a lot of artists who work with even you give a 50, Jay-Z, and this is from my time, 50, Jay-Z, Puff, even Fat Joe, where it's like I've been in a studio where it's like we're producing other people's records. Mm. And when you take that then, and it's like that could be 10 years, 10, 12, 13, 14 years ago to now, the artists aren't being produced. So right. because they're not being produced, and, you know, I just seen, you know, the Migos, like, yeah, you know, we're the inventor of this flow. No one's challenging. Mm -hmm. right. No one's directing. Mm. No one's producing. Right. Mm. So if you're just not producing, you're just sending a beat. It's like sending an email. Right. If you send an email to somebody and it's like it comes back like that, that's like assembly line. And there's no disrespect to anyone. But I always aspired. I, I always wanted that record. So to me, it's like if, if I'm doing beats right now for majors, I look at the records that are hitting and not just streaming a lot. I want the records to sell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
because I've always, to me, it's like I always thought one thing, and this this was important. It's the difference between records you listen to and records you buy. Right. The records you buy are more personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, we have three artists, and it's like this sell records. Mm-hmm. Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is highly streamed. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe me, what I do also, I go to His Daily Double. Yep. Streaming sales, album sales. Right. Everybody's number one. You don't need a big number to be number one. Mm-hmm. When we were having number one albums, it's like I think he put something up, and I was like, "Wow, I didn't know you could do that. You could go to Billboard, yep. and you could get plaques for number one albums." Mm-hmm. I would love to wake up on Tuesday and see, "Oh, we number one." Right. Yeah. How much we sold? Four hundred and something, something. Oh, we number one. How much we sold? One point one. Right. Yep. So, I believe these days can happen, but it's just like, yo, we just. I think people from my time have to kind of bond with the people who are in the middle mm-hmm. and the people who are <clears> new <throat> yeah. and help make it cohesive and right. yeah. make it do what it do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I have a bond with Elmond. If he calls right. me, it's nothing. Right. So what about the younger producers? Yep. Like, even Vidon, and it's like, you know, it's a mm-hmm. bunch of other young cats. I believe, like, yo, you have to make a community. And with that community, it's like you could share secrets and you could share ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's like you could teach them, you know, this is what works. Like, right. most cats don't know. They'll get an Elmond, they'll get a black kid, not knowing that your drums have to be in key with your music. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's many things that a lot of kids don't know as producers. Mm-hmm. They think like, all right, cool, yo, I got Logic, I got Fruity Loops, I got Ableton, I just bought this. But my beats aren't sounding right. Mm-hmm. Why aren't my beats sounding right? Your ears is what does it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I believe to these kids, it's like, yo, man, you got to practice your craft. I don't care who you are. If you're 35 doing beats, 40, you just starting. If you're 12, you have to study your sonics and you have to practice your craft. I've been listening to him for a while and it's like he's had it mastered for a while and, and you know, pr- people can pretty much tell who has it. Right. When the first records I heard from him, I was like, oh, he got it because mm-hmm. he was on the album Appreciate with Knife Wonder and he stood right. out. Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't do that. Yeah. So we have to kind of focus on that with these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree so much and like, you know, being able to just, like you said, community, I love that word, just like, you know, how how yeah how can we connect like you know what you guys were doing in your era and then like when i was coming up and like we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. like when my peers like in the 2000s where where we were like nobodies was like you know the boy wonders and the the sound waves and the jake ones you know just trying to get our feet wet and then now you know even the new generation like how can we all kind of learn from each other you know with the technology evolving it's so interesting because i do believe that what you guys were doing in your era was special Mm -hmm. just something about what you guys were doing definitely it's competitive it was super competitive for me i came up in a time q-tip large professor dj premier like when you look like the competition is super thick so it's like you know even with rapping like L used to tell Big L used to be like yo you should rap you make beats it's like I'll write you know I'll write your album for you <laughs> and I was like come on B it's like look at the cats who are out you know you got Mace you got mm-hmm. Jada you got Finesse big. you got Big you got Jay Z so you're telling mm-hmm. me there was a point in your life where if you decided to do it there, you could have had you could have launched L. your rap career with Big L writing your raps I could have had everybody writing for me <laughs> <laughs> Let's think about it. All it took is one record. So if Mm -hmm. I had one record, then all of a sudden, if I'm in the studio with G Rap, 
Y'all need a verse. Um, it's me, G, rapping Nas. Why don't y'all write a verse so I can get on fast? Word. <laughs> See, but this is what I'm saying. Like, in in a time, it's like I believe you do what you're what, what you're best at. Mm-hmm. In this time that we have here, it's like we're more or less like we do what we think works, and it's like I want to wear too many things. It's like you have to be a master of one. You got to master one thing first, and it's like a lot of cats don't do that. Yeah. And they aspire. It's like you, they'll see you. They'll be like, oh, I want to do what he does. They'll see Boy Wonder. Oh, I want to do what he does. They'll see 40. I want to do what he does. And it's like they'll see all of these cats and want to do so many different things, but don't have anything mastered in their right. own lane. Mm-hmm. It's only a few cats yeah. who have their own sound mastered. And it's like mm-hmm. I believe that that's what makes them special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of being a music producer. Right. In terms of yeah. point blank, like. Yeah. Even artists, like a, a lot of sure. artists, is like I I couldn't get on a record and do the same flow that the Migos do. I wouldn't feel dope. I couldn't say, "Yo, I'm dope. I'm special." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you look at guys, you know, a lot of guys who <clears throat> made it, who are that successful. You know, the youngest is who Kendrick and J Cole, right? Yeah. After that, Rick Ross and Two Chains, everybody else. These guys were well seasoned. Mm-hmm. But we have, and to- let's not forget Cole and Kendrick were grinding for a long time yeah. too mm-hmm. but they also had good um how can i say this good internships mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. internship yeah. is very important yeah. yep. mm-hmm. who who is your mentor is very important because if you don't have a great mentor it's like it shows you where you're going to go yeah you know so for cole if he spent all that time with no id and you know jay-z Come on now, look at the jewels he probably got. Yep. Kendrick, mm-hmm. everybody on the West Coast coast on them. Yep. Look at the jewels. So it's like I think you know with a, with a lot of young cats, practice on your craft and then seek those. It's like don't be like yo, put me on, put yourself out there so you could get noticed. Right. Yep. Stop putting your hand out and telling people like yo, you need to quit so I could get on. Yeah. Yeah. If Jay Z quit rapping, it ain't an, another person who's inspiring the Rick Rosses and them who yeah. inspire the young dudes. Mm-hmm. So what does that do? Who's gonna fill that void? Who's gonna come in? And be that Rob Report rapper who put everybody up on the latest fashion yeah. and luxury things that make you know. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. Can't, cream rises to the top. I mean, Absolutely. look at look at Kanye. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kanye yeah. worked his ass off to get the attention of No ID. I mean, obviously now we know he's known No ID. I met Kanye going to um going to Chicago. Wow. Nice. With No ID. When was this? This got to be like 94, 95. Mm-hmm. So this is before No ID mentorship or during? During. It's during. like, you know, he's like, yo, I'm going to be that guy. So right there, it, 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 goes, it goes back to what I say, speaking to existence, you know, and, you know, when you vibrate at high frequency, it's like eventually these things are going to happen. When he tells the story of how he got on, it's like inevitable. You mm-hmm. can call him cocky. You can call him whatever you want to call him. I just mm-hmm. call him confident. Yep. And I think everyone should have a certain level of confidence to him. But you don't have to rub people the wrong way. And it's like sometimes people don't want to hear it because they don't have that confidence. So mm-hmm. for Kanye, he exhumes that. And a lot of people never understood it. That's why mm-hmm. he got the flack he did. Yep. Mm, you talk true. about uh, inspiration a lot. But then you mentioned that you lost your inspiration and like love for music at a point. Mm-hmm. When did that happen and how and how did you get it back? That's funny. I wanted to ask the same. Because you said uh, earlier, I was like, <laughs> we have a lot of producers that look up to you. So to hear that from you and to hear like your journey and how successful you are, I know there's producers out there that feel the exact same yeah. way. Because I think but, it's creatives. You know I mean? We yeah. always like at one point reach a point yeah. that we feel like that, whether yeah. some, you know, more you than your others. Highs and lows. Yeah. and yeah. I've definitely felt that way, you know, mm-hmm. with like growing pains and just, you know, just so many changes it. in your yeah. life. And it's yeah. just like trying to, you know, keep going and figure out what you're doing and if you're doing the right thing and just being over 
overall just being inspired to keep mm-hmm. creating and, yeah. and doing what you love so like I, i'm always inspired to hear other people feel that way mm-hmm. and how they overcame that yeah. yeah well and to me it was a series of things one it was the time when all the studios in new york shut down mm. that was hard because when you look at it you could go on sony and all your peers are there all the time mm-hmm. once you could get past the and i always said this if you could get past the front desk in sony you could get a check that night <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that's one soundtrack shut down right track was like you know um that was one thing part two was um a lot of the artists was going south mm. with mm. a lot of artists who was like n- no creativity you got to remember being from new york we're supposed to be special right and I'm, new york is not new york city it's new york new jersey connecticut philly we produce some some really sp- special producers um rappers MCs, singers etc but i think when it came to it, when people were seeing the South was winning, they were winning, but they was doing what they always did. Like, yep. what they was doing was something like 3-6 Mafia. They mm-hmm. were, the, mm-hmm. they, you know, the Memphis sound was it. And, um, you know, it's that meeting place of, you know, of camaraderie was gone. Yeah. So it's like you can't walk into, you know, <clears throat> Sony anymore and go downstairs. They used to have a little room with a booth. And it's like you could just sit there and three or four of your favorite producers all of a sudden you got black where it's like you mm-hmm. sitting there and it's like y'all got your own sessions going on where it's like yo I just made this right now and then somebody else might play something and be like damn my shit ain't that hot let me go home mm-hmm. so those things right there it's like to me it kind of it turned me off and I was like yo you know what I was just chilling mm-hmm. then on top of that like 50 albums just sold um, game sold 4 million 50 sold 10 million so after that time um, who else was there I forgot Joe album that was a million, so mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. Eminem. I'm saying these yeah. were the album I was on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when your residuals is coming in, you're like, okay, cool. Let me just chill the fuck out. Yeah, you know. And during that time, I could remember, you know, getting a call from Terrace Martin, and mm-hmm. I had just closed my studio, and Terrace was like, "Yo, um," and it's the same time, the two chains thing. Mm-hmm. Terrace was like, "Yo, man, um, yo, if you got your studio, my boy Kendrick is gonna be out there." <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, I just closed my shit the the previous shit. week." What year was this? Shit, this had to be somewhere 2005, six, seven. Mm-hmm. It's okay. before, right before Section Eighty. Okay, something mm-hmm. like that. So when you look at it, just being like Terrace is a good guy. The one thing, when you have these relationships with people, like they think of you in those times. And I was like, damn, you know what? Maybe it wasn't just my time right there mm-hmm. in the universe. Cause it's like, if it was, if I was on doing what I was doing that inspired, who knows what would have happened or transpired from there. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. So even like finding it again, it's like, I, I understand what it is and how things work now. And I draw from the inspiration of my peers and those who I think is dope. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't listen to radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't, you don't, think you don't like what's on radio. it. I don't listen to radio because it's like it's nothing. All the dope shit is on the internet. Right. Yeah, you can find. And whatever plus, you, anything that's on the radio is most likely on the internet. Too. Yeah, it's like and it's like I don't want to see hear the same record every every eight records. No, yeah. Dis- yeah. no disrespect. No disrespect to broadcast radio, but I don't. I think most people don't listen to radio anymore. It's, yeah. it's, it's not I think for, only it's, when it's, you're driving. Only when kind you're driving. Kind of. It's not for the creative person. No. If you're creative, it's like it's cool to have a radio a record on the radio. But I don't want to listen to Hot 97 all day. Yeah. Because yeah. when you listen to it, everybody's show, you're going to hear the same record. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, if I could get more of a variety. I always like the new stuff. Yeah. So, if I could find somebody somebody new, like, I just 
got up on some other kid. I think he's his name Quincy White from L.A. Mm-hmm. Dope kid. So I'm on Instagram. I'm on everything. I'm trying to see what I can find that's inspiring where it's like, wow, you know, this is really dope. Yeah. And this is what makes me want to do music. Not the fact of, you know, you hear it on the radio. Now, after I make a record, if it's on the radio, I want to see how many times it could play. Yeah. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't really care to be like, all right, you know, let me turn on 105. Or- yeah, you don't go to radio for inspiration. Mm-hmm. No, That's you don't. The you point. can't. <clears throat> yeah. It's just really to see what people are listening. Uh, yeah. Real quick question for you. Uh, you know, DITC, I'm a big fan. Big L, I'm a big fan. And we were talking earlier, and I wanted to ask if you were there. And today is the day of Big L's death day. Wow. Oh, wow. And I'm going to ask about Wait, Big L. <laughs> Rest in peace, Big L. Rest in peace. He was the greatest ever at putting wordplay compound metaphors together. Mm -hmm. And that's something even with a lot of young cats, they don't really understand. Mm -hmm. Like, they'd be like, yo, Big L is dope, but they don't understand what it takes. Like, uh, being a word contortionist, it's like that takes a special skill as an MC. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's like we don't have to worry about that because even when you listen from Puff Daddy's a baby on down, and it's no disrespect to them, but when you see success, Mm -hmm. you're like, well, shit, I don't have to be as complicated and do all of this stuff. Biggie was simple but complex. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was simple, but it's like if you're an MC, you'll catch the triple metaphors. You'll be like, wow, this guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you listen, you're like, okay, I could just talk about money all day mm-hmm. and how many bands I got, put the bands in my face. and. Mm-hmm. But he made it He made it sound crazy. Yeah, yeah. He made so it did Jay. Oh, Jay too. Did it, this goes to what I'm saying. <laughs> I used to live on 143rd and Lennox. Wow. Yeah, and right? So we were talking earlier about the Bronx and all that. But anyway, I used to go for Third and Lennox, and I used to walk down and see the Big L mural and just kind of where everything had happened and all that. And when Big L, excuse me, let me back up. When uh, Jay-Z and, um, uh, when Jay-Z and DMX. Uh, DMX battled, I know Big L was filming he was the one filming on the camera when that battle actually happened. Were you there for that? Nah, I wasn't. You weren't there, there for that. Okay. L was for some reason L was everywhere. And it's yeah. like if you know L, like even in that park, L put a lot of battles together in that mm-hmm. park. Wow. Like he would secretly set somebody up and be like, All right, yo, come through. The one on one forty fifth? Right there, the park. And Lennox. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right okay. There. Oh yeah, on one forty, right, right. With okay. a basketball coach. God, copy, copy. So even he would have people come through and he set up battles before you know it. It's the cipher and dudes is going at wow. it. Right across the street from the mural. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. like, even you look at him, like, people, like, we look to draw inspiration from whatever's there. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, like, yo, he was just that guy with that. He he wanted to be the best. Like, and when you look at it, one of the dudes who was the best when we was coming up, which was Big Daddy Kane, mm-hmm. he was very inspired by Kane. And mm-hmm. he knew about Jay-Z before everybody else knew about Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to his album, Jay-Z is on one of the records on his album. Is it wow. true that he was supposed to sign, he was supposed to be Signing. the first member, like the first guy signed to The Rock before Jay? No, he was signing to The Rock. This was right before he died. Right. Um, I can remember because um, I was doing management with Dame. Mm-hmm. And L was gonna sign a Rockefeller, right? So that would have been pretty dope, you know what I'm saying? And just look, man, at can you imagine the mm-hmm. the records that would have happened? Well, oh, he, I he, see. He, he he was there though. Oh, he was. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're making records. Uh huh. He was there, right? Because it's like you got to remember, this is right off of Ebonics. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it oh. took him. It okay. took L a little while to write Ebonics, and this is why I say the patience of an artist. Right. Like in this time, it's like people. We put out a lot of fast music, like, yo, I'm going to just do this and throw it out. Mm-hmm. But 
sometimes the greatest records are the ones that are Took sometimes time. nurtured because it's something that sets apart from everybody else. And yeah. To me, it's like if any artist I want to work with, that's what I want to teach them. Like, yo, yeah. sometimes you got to take your time. Mm -hmm. and it's like you got to. It's like it's like playing basketball. You got to have a court vision. If this is the basketball court, I can see all the players from hand. It's like I can see the play that I want to run mm -hmm. in order to score, whether if it's going to be a three-pointer, a layup, whatever it may be. So for every artist, it should be the same way, even producers. Like, what I always notice, whatever you do as a producer, when you put that out, people are going to copy it. Yeah, and it's even more now because we live in the internet age, and it's mm -hmm. like cats are having their first beat on the internet. So it's like when people are like, "Oh, you know, oh, he biting your style." No, he's learning because it's like he has to have a blueprint. Right. Gotta have a blueprint. So when you get that blueprint, and people are like, "Yo, you know, damn, this sounds like Ill Mind's beat." Yeah, you know, that's the blueprint, and it's like AKA type beats. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was type beats. Say that. Yep. You're describing the type beats. Mm -hmm. You know, but. And you can't be mad at it because nah. you need a blueprint. Right. Everybody starts. I had a blueprint. It's, it's, it's all love. Because if I if I had Twitter in two thousand three when I was trying to be Dilla, right? I would be <laughs> exactly. uploading. I would be uploading Hello Dilla type, type beats, beats. by Illmind. But it's but, all uh, yeah. but it's all cool. You developed into yourself, and that's yeah. what it is. I think with a lot of new cats, you got to let them develop into themselves. And what's happening is, if you can't afford a beat from a major producer and one of the younger cats have one. What happens is you snatch it for him because you might pay three to five instead of paying twenty five to thirty five or forty. Yeah. And then what happens? This new kid is catapulted in, and it's like, you know, it's like a food system. You eat it and you yeah. shit it right out. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that new kid he don't know what's going on because he's like undertrained. Yeah. What did I do wrong? It's like no one's calling my phone. Yeah. You know. You know what? what? I want to ask you something, and I want your opinion on this because this is, this is so like in my mind we're like entering dangerous territory. So let's, I want to talk about the seventies, <laughs> right? So seventies soul was just like such, um, such an amazing era where there was a lot of magic that happened in music and in the eighties, hip hop in the eighties, let's say in eighties and nineties hip hop, that was sort of like the birth of the hip hop music producer sort of in a way with beat machines, all that stuff. So producers in the 80s and 90s were sampling 70s music, for the most part, soul, right? And then in the 2000s, from 2000 to 2010, still sampling 70s soul, still. 2010 to 2020, which is the era we're in now. The millennial. We're still, right. We're still going to the 70s for a lot. I mean, you look at Bruno Mars, his style, not even, this is going even above sample-based 70s music. So now, what you know, basically what's happening is for the past 30, 40 years, we've been going to the 70s we've for inspiration. We've been regurgitating. Also. Right. So how, in your opinion, and this is not even just in hip-hop, just in general, how long can we keep this up? You know, and, and will there be another era of music or a decade of music like that, that's just as impactful as the 70s. The 80s were impactful too. But I feel like with every decade that goes, becomes less and less impactful. Mm. That's true. I think it's just a matter this is of... dangerous. Wants, I think it's who wants to be great mm -hmm. and not just popular. Yeah. Like when you that's look true. at it, if you, wanna, if you want greatness, like I'll give you a time. When we did Rob's record, whoa. That was in a time where it's like it was just Manny Fresh and Swiss Beats mm -hmm. all over 2000. That's all you heard. The only thing you heard was Rough Riders and Cash Money. 
So making that record, it's like you you got to understand for it to stick out and be able to cut through. It took it took a lot of it took a lot of going through records and you know going through samples and finding ideas to try to get something to cut through. And to me, that's only the part that's competitive. Like mm-hmm. we're in an age where it's like people aren't really competitive. Mm-hmm. Like we might be competitive with each other, right. the guys who are really doing it because we love what we do. Mm-hmm. Because it's like if you ask the guys who are great, you say, hey. If you wasn't working or making money from the, if you wasn't making money, you was just working. Would you still be doing this? Would you be collecting records? Right. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still be DJ, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. It's a love for it. Right. Absolutely. Everyone doesn't love it. Mm-hmm. And when you don't love it, the love sh- it, it, shows. it shows. It shows in the and music. And it's like it's no one cares, and it's like it's no care to it. Mm-hmm. They feel like I'm getting money. It's like I just believe that the music is being pimped like prostitution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you look at it, it's, it's no That's love. Like no one really is like, yo, I just want to be that. But dope. I think it's kind so. Do you of think like... people in the '70s like really loved it? Yeah, I believe they did. But I, I, think, I believe so too. I think it's also like what you were saying. You know, it's like people are always rushing to put out music, and it's like the quality of music mm-hmm. too. People aren't, you know, taking their time to make like great songs. I think with like social media and streaming and things like that, people feel like put out music, just put it out, just put it out. So they're like mm-hmm. making stuff that's cool for the moment, but it's not shit that's like, you know, it's gonna last. Where mm-hmm. you're like, yo, that was an era mm-hmm. like that time. Yeah. You know, because, again, like, you know, the soul music, the 70s and the 80s, like, people were actually really, they they were musicians, yeah. you know? Like, when we always talk about, like, Quincy Jones, like, yeah. you know, those kind of guys were, like, yeah, yep. were playing instruments, you know? They, they had musicians, like, they thought the they music out. They had it's a vision. vision. They thought the vision. music out. Now it's just, like, you know, which is nothing <clears throat> wrong with it, but that's where I think it comes from also is, like, the long there's no longevity because everything's just being rushed forced like yeah i don't think we know the repercussions of what we're doing as music creators like we're in because we're in it now like in in the year 2050 are they gonna we're go gonna back like, are the they gonna go back to doing? 2018 <laughs> and say yo 2010 to 2020 was legendary no, maybe I, I mean maybe. i think there'll be think things they'll go back on no i actually think you're seeing it now uh more in r&b they're taking like 90s r&b records mm-hmm. and they're flipping them into like hits now you know what i mean like uh dj kylie just did it with the santana joint mm-hmm. right um and then um uh uh what's his name uh singer um let me stop you for a second mm. How long do you think it's going to be before they go back to Maria Maria? This is what you got to understand. Yeah. Like, flipping a record is just, like, I've seen it. Like, Mm -hmm. the past years, people are just taking records that were hits, and it's familiar, and it's like, because you know what the vibe was Mm -hmm. like. That's what what I'm talking about. But what happens is, the music is one part, but the one thing that I think Generation X, which is this generation, doesn't understand, even the movers and shakers down to the people starting out, Lyrically, you have to have a connection with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary was great because she had a connection with yep. people. Right. Um, Big had a connection. Jay Z mm-hmm. had a connection. Kendrick has a connection. Drake has a connection. Drake is like to me a modern day LL. Yeah. Yep. He'll make Facts. the girl records and then he'll just body the Facts. other dudes right. on the lyrics. Right. Um, J Cole, modern day Kanye. He has a connection with people. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to it. If you, you want people to talk about this. We have to implement greater artists who are risk takers, who want to connect with people. Because we listen to music when we're going through things. We listen to music because of how we feel. 
Everybody ain't got money So all of these songs About turning up And it's like yeah. You in a club And all this other exactly. stuff All that shit come and goes It's like It's like a um, yeah. it's, it's a hamster wheel yep. yeah. One on One off One on One off That's so funny you say that Because Royce the 5'9 Just I think he tweeted it Or it was in an interview Or on Instagram Somewhere He just said that Not all music is uh, um, Not all people Listen to music In the club Like There's Millions of people That listen to music In their car There's millions of people That listen to music When they're working out there's people that listen to music when they're, when they're cleaning, when they're cleaning the at home. Yeah. So there's so many different types of flavors for everyone. But it seems like, I guess specifically in hip hop, you know, we're all kind of just focused on the club. Because it's right. like a pond. Mm-hmm. What happened in music is this. It's like if you had a big pond with a lot of fishes and it's a lot of food for people. Not a pond is small. And it's like it's only a little bit of fish in there and it's like you got to gas for air. So what all of these marquee artists that we have from the 90s are doing, they swinging for the fences trying to get a hit record. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to get a hit that lasts decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they forgot is like, yo, I can put together a body of work because I know how to make something that stands for something. Mm-hmm. Talk to your people. If you're 40, 35 to 50 and you're an artist, talk to that demographic of people. Because then what happens, the people who are now 20 to 35 when they come up they're going to discover your music Mm -hmm. so you have to talk to your people and hip hop is the best it's ever been because you got so many lanes the problem is I think everyone wants to be the same where it's like Mm -hmm. oh man Amigos is lit they turned up I want that shit I need to do that and I I say them because it's like they're like the most influential group right now no one's like yo you know what I want to be somebody different even Mm -hmm. how you see in the the south you had T.I. T.I. was like the king of the south and you'd be like damn what happened Mm-hmm. So I believe And it goes back to this These guys who are out there They need producers Who's gonna say no mm-hmm. Right That's not it You don't need to be doing mm-hmm. that Right yeah. If you do this This might have a great effect You need someone Who's gonna help shape the album mm-hmm. Quincy did Mike album at 50 yeah. So 50 million records And 25 million records It has nothing to do With an age thing It's right. just a matter Of your experience As a producer mm-hmm. And who you could bring in Like he brought in Rod Temperton And all these other mm-hmm. Superstar cats who are well off producing their own stuff, but he put together, okay, cool, I'm running the show, you're not producing with me, but I need you to come in and write on this, Mm -hmm. I need you to participate with this, and it's all cool. I just think that people have to understand the roles and what they play, because for the older people, they're paving the way, and they are that example for the young people, and this is where the young people's getting it from. So if you're looking at the older people and they're doing it wrong, if you're younger, you're going to do it wrong, too, because you're like, oh, man, you know, he got a record. It's like, nah, it ain't just about that. Mm-hmm. How can I sell my movement? Yeah. Right. That's so more about. more curation. Yeah. Curation and less mm-hmm. of the, hey, pick, you know, pick 15 beats out of 100 beats, right. which, you know. Which, yeah. you know, and I'm curious, uh, Buckwild, to know your take on how do you feel about the type beats and the leasing, you know, buy one beat, get two free thing? I believe whatever you feel you need to do, you can try. Yeah. But I just believe, like, the one thing I'm against, all right, if you're an artist and if you're a platinum artist and you're trying to get beats like that that's cheap from inexperienced producers, your your, your career fails. Yeah. If you look at it and it's like more than half, at least 75 to 80% of the marquee artists that we had that went to be like, yo, you know what? My last hit album was with experienced producers and I want to work with people who are less experienced. You lose that factor. Yeah. You work with like LL says something like yo you know give give people 80% of what they know they comfortable with and experiment with 20% mm-hmm. 80% of your album make sure you got credible people 
20% of these new cats help bring up the new mm-hmm. cats. That's mm-hmm. how you nurture them. Right. You know, you teach them to be great by the competition. Oh, that. damn, I was on the album with Pharrell and them, mm-hmm. and it's like, my shit didn't rock. You can't say Pharrell is old school. Look, look at the, look at this, what yeah. he's doing. Right. Everyone, you, you, yeah. everyone who's from that time, they have a lane, and it's like, as we move up, this is how we're supposed to teach them. You know, it's crazy that you said that, because when you look at the, the top of the food chain now, Let's 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 go one by one. Kendrick, right? He's our cha- one of our champions right now, if not the champion. He is the champion. You, he's Back. the champion. You Jake look Cole. at you look at Kendrick, and you kind of analyze what you just said. Who's he getting on his albums? Who's he getting on his projects? What kind of curation is happening? You have Top Dog, who has um, always been involved. Mm-hmm. You have Soundwave. We were talking about him today a lot. Soundwave. Punch. Who's been his producer for the longest time, mm-hmm. like during K Dot days? Terrace. Ali, Terrace. Punch. You know, Punch. Yeah, punch. Um, a lot of the, the the TDE guys in their Cardo is part of them too. You know, mm-hmm. they're keeping the curation in that circle, in right? That experience, they're growing. The experience, mm-hmm. and then when you look at Drake, you got Forty, you got Wonder, and then they'll experiment outside a little bit. You but know? the core of it is what the they core have. is what they have, and that's that's why they're going platinum. Mm-hmm. That's why they're not just streaming. They're selling records. Right. They're selling the movement. And it's sad because it's like you look at it a lot, especially living in New York. I look at New York, and it's sad. We don't even have an artist to embrace like That's Kendrick. That's true. Yeah. Yep. I was just in the I'm like, damn, I've been knowing Skazoo for so long. He's dope, but which one of these big, you know, top dog producers is going to be like, yo, you know what? We Or even not even producers, it's the artists. Which one of these artists from New York would be like, yo, you know co-sign what? Co-sign him. Let me co-sign you. Yeah, he was out there with Dre. It's like maybe it went under, maybe it went under people's um radar. But it's like, yo, does it take someone from out of town the same way with Fifty to That's come true. and you know pop one of your guys off? Yeah, yeah. You know, like even this is what's going on here. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, need, I look at the same with like uh, Joey Badass too. Like Joey, same thing, you know. But also, what they have to do, you have to be more personable with your OGs like Kendrick does. Right. Yeah, Kendrick is very personable. So even when you see his movement taking off. All of these people were already around them. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the young dudes from New York, you got to go out and you got to poly because you need that knowledge on how to be mm-hmm. like, yo, man, I want what Kendrick got. I want the whole city yeah. behind me. Yeah. When I do my video, I want every single marquee artist and producer to be in my video if I have a you know something big going on. Yeah. And it doesn't happen but because... I, I feel like New York music, like people don't move as like, they don't move cohesively you know yeah. like like guys fuck with each other like you yeah, know everyone said themselves yeah guys yeah. fuck with each other you from new york rappers they're friends la 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 but like everybody still wants to be like the, the best and the best i think every you know as a creative you want to be the best at something yeah but you know i think you can still build relationships with like other producers and other artists to kind of like move the city or like yeah i feel like I don't know. New York has a lot of dope artists, but yeah. like, there's not that one person. Like, yeah. you know we, what I mean? We need more what about curation. Identity? Like, we right. like I look at yeah. it like this. One reason I like Kendrick. Kendrick makes LA music. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Who in New York is making New York music? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people that can debate that they do. I'm which is saying, which yeah. is people you know. who say they do, but when you look at New York and it's like coming from a certain time, look at the records that we have, and it's like, you know. Me going down south when I go to Atlanta, I go there with my family, and I ask people like, "Yo, what do they play in the clubs? They play New York records in the clubs. They like just the old stuff." 
Right. People wow. aren't making records that you could dance to. Right. And as a producer, that's why I say producers have to do their homework. Right. Yeah. It's not just like, yo, I'm gonna flip this beat and I'm gonna chop this beat. Like even with big beat, like I wanted to chop a set of drums that I had, mm-hmm. but I still wanted where people could dance to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you have to be creative at the same time. Be like, yo, did you see what I did? Right. But when you go to the club and you see people moving to you, like, ah, now every every works. It, it works. And it's like we also have to create an environment. And it's up to us. It's up to the producers. We have to create mm-hmm. an, a body of work so the DJs here yep. can have yeah. a New York set. Because sure. otherwise, if it's one record, uh, that's cool, but what am I going to play it in between? Yep. Yeah. So we need to, you know, we always speak, speak yep. with this. We have to find a system where we all get together and be like, yo, you know what? It's a lot of money on the table. If you make that, people want to see New York win. Yeah. Yep. The problem is New York doesn't understand how to win. And it's true mm. when you think of it. Like, you go to a club, you hear, like, all the hot tracks from everywhere else. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I have a mm. question. 444 four, four or damn? Ah, to me, 444. Four, four. Hey, oh. okay, okay. Damn, damn is dope. And I'm not going to front. Like, my favorite Kendrick album is his first album. Okay. Very, 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 very dope. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it's like what resonated with me with 444 because... Jay dropped a lot of jewels, some things people don't want to hear. But people are only blind to it because of what's going on. Right. right. And music, when it's like, we don't know what's most important in our life. And it's like, we need that. Like, he broke mm-hmm. everything down to the smallest yeah. molecule that you yeah. can really understand. Yeah. And it's cool, because when you get a great body of work, sometimes it might not resonate at first. Like, mm-hmm. you have a great idea, you might be like, yo, then all of a sudden you walk, oh, man, you know what? I'm going to take my idea I had, and I'm going to build on it because mm-hmm. it was great. And I thought he put together a really dope album you know and it's to be debatable with Kendrick and it's two different generations 15 something years between for him that's a huge compliment because you're comparing to one of the youngest who's the top dog out here two different generations two different cities (laughs) two absolutely amazing albums Buck what's next what's coming up what are you working on that you can mention what are you focused Um, on now what's inspiring you what's inspiring me yeah Man, just <laughs> you guys doing beats, man. It's like mm-hmm. hearing a lot of good music. Like Mayhem. Like I listen to Mayhem. Mm-hmm. I listen to who? Um, Davies. Yep. Of course, you know, Westside, Conway, and Biggie. Love them. You Love know, them. and this is what it is. Like when I hear them like that, I'm like, yo, these guys are like just a few records away from right. what could be a New York wave. Yeah. Yep. And it's dope because it's like just to have the, com- you know, that dollar. They want it. They mm-hmm. like, yo, you know what? We want what Ray and them had. Mm-hmm. Yep. We want what Mob Deep had. Yeah. We want those records <laughs> yep. that ring off in a club uh-huh. with the beats to make you want to smack your mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because yeah. music is an emotion. It's right. like, I think now it's like, it's lost the emotion. Yeah. Right. Or it's one emotion. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it could be one, but it's, it's like, that's why I say it's a great time. Yeah. Because it's like, hip hop is now what rhythm and blues was, where it's like, it's spread out in the different genres. Mm-hmm. and. For you to have that, if you don't like emo rap, you could turn it off. If you don't like trap rap, you could turn it off. If you don't like 90s hip-hop, you could turn it off. You could pick what you like, and right. it's like you don't have to offend anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just pick what you like. Plug the old squad in and do what you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the beauty of it. Right. That's what's it. your What's that's your it. first memory of Big uh, Not to go back to Big L, but like I'm just you know, a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of what you do. Like, What was your first time hearing him spit was it on a tape was it on the corner was it on 140 you know in Harlem on the basketball court like <laughs> what was your first experience where you heard this kid and, and what did you think when you heard him alright the first time I heard L 
like I used to do mixtapes, Rock and Roll 125th. We used to do this thing called Hard Pack. Mm. Me, SNS, Showtime, a bunch of us. Um, it was this one kid, D Wiz, and he was like, Yo, man, you know, they had Catch Ramen. He's like, Yo, I'm gonna bring my man through. I'm gonna bring my man Big L through. <laughs> and it was me and LP, Easy LP. He was down Ooh. with it too. So he brought L through. <laughs> and L is like, Yo, oh, you fuck with Finesse. Tell Finesse to come through. I'm gonna kick one rhyme. One rhyme. He kicked one rhyme. The next week, he kicked raps with us. It's like unbelievable. The wow. next week, he kicked the rhyme for Finesse and it blew him away. Wow. So I'd never seen a kid that young. I think he was 16 then. And he was spitting just as good as Kane and Rakim and everybody else. And that's what I mean. Like today, wow. it, there are special people out there. And it's dope that anyone can make music. It's, it does, it's not saying you shouldn't follow your dream. You know, look at Cardi B. Cardi B had the mm-hmm. best year ever. Right. Yeah. Whether someone right. writes for her or That's not. That's a fact. If you rap, you're like, damn, you know, I want a year like Cardi B. Yeah. Yeah. She had the perfect That's year. A fact. So you can't be mad at her. You see her as like she's happy and yep. she's humbled and it's like she takes, you know, she takes her um, success. She don't take it lightly. She's mm-hmm. very, you know, she's very humbled about it. Right. But that's what people want so whether if you're a super lyrical person yep. or if you're a person you got someone writing for you that's what you want but it shouldn't be a point where it's like oh you know you shouldn't be rapping because I don't think you're dope mm-hmm. well if I don't think you're dope what about if I came out and 5 million people was fucking with me and they right. think I'm dope right. exactly exactly Buck we do this uh, segment on our podcast called Blapper Crap okay <laughs> so check it out we this need you Buck this is what we we're about you. to do alright right, Buck check this out so we're gonna do this segment do it called blap or crap and this is how we're Do doing they get it. the shit emoji yeah <laughs> no they get this is what they get they get this they get shit like that audio emoji um basically we're gonna choose a beat at random from a submission we're gonna play a snippet if we like the beat if you like it you're gonna give it a blap and if you don't you're gonna give it a crap and then you oh, do I get the controls? Yeah, you well actually you're gonna yeah, so if you crap it you can give them a little bit of constructive criticism if you want. Um a little a little precursor here. Alice is a hater. Yeah. Mm. Um, Alice is the Simon Cowell. I just know within fifteen knows, seconds if I like it or but not. But you know what's funny? Up. They always say and this is what I've I really dislike. I'm not gonna say hate. Ever since Puff said, Yo, people are haters, it's like Sometimes people are just telling you the truth. Yeah. Thank you. Buck. It's like if you can't like you, we, we live in a time now, man, Thank where it's you. like like Fat Joe used to say, Yo, you're very opinionated. He mm-hmm. said it. If you look on the back of Jealous Ones and we read the credits, shout out to Buck Wild who's very opinionated. <laughs> because he would call me and be like, Yo, what you think of this? Because he's I'm going to tell him the truth. Yeah. I'm not the person to be like, Yo, we friends and it's like we tight and I'm mm-hmm. a yes you. No, I'm not gonna yes you. That's what all these exactly. other guys is for. Let me Thank tell you, you what's yes, right and what's yes, wrong. Yes, Exactly. So we're Thank gonna you, we're Rob, gonna keep that. it a buck. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Our first submission is James Minor. Here we go.
right, that was James mm. Minor, our first submission. Bucky were saying you like it, you don't love it. I, I like it, but I don't love it. And it's like the one thing I, I like about doing production, and it's like, and this is what he just embodied right here. You have to leave enough room for the artist to paint. Thank and you. it's like I the one thing I like, he left enough room for the artist to paint. So mm-hmm. it's like that will determine where it will go. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear a beat, it's like if you could listen to it when it first comes on, the artist is gonna determine if you Mm-hmm. Or just chuck it True. away. True. True. So, what do you think, blap or crap? I would blap it. Oh. Yeah, you sure? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. By the way, no. By the way, you don't have to blap stuff that has potential. If it's potential but not all the way there, you can crap it too. Well, so it doesn't this, mean this it's is, this, all the way this bad. This is the thing about potential. Mm. Um, when it's when it's like in that stage, you know, that's how hits are made. Those were the records that that's are. True. That's the true. classic records that we had. That's true. This generation, they look for the beat to already be there and carry them. That's it's true. like mm-hmm. camel beats. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you got to carry me because I'm such a weak artist mm-hmm. that I need the beat to be so dope <laughs> when it comes on. Yeah. And that's corny. Yeah. So it's like, shout out to these cats who make beats like this. It's just like we need artists who could carry themselves. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Well, well, with that, on that <laughs> note, yeah. I'm going to crap that. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to crap that. I like the melody. I think the melody was cool. I can definitely hear someone on that track. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the melody was something that I kind of could have heard. You know, it was a bit kind of generic, right. but it was cool. But I think once the drums came in, it didn't. The drums didn't carry the melody the way it could have. Right. You know, that's. I think he could have chose a different snare, something that slaps a little harder. I think his 808s were a little too low. I would play around with the drums. See, it wasn't yeah. a bad track, though. No, here, here, here we have it. Let's play devil's advocate. <laughs> he might not be an engineer. Okay. So, but, this, but not this even, is, but not even mixing wise. I feel like even that snare was a little weak. Yeah. For where, like, for the melody. Perfection has a thing with snares. Yeah, I have snares. a thing with snares. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't think that I could hear a real heavy drum on this right. because mm-hmm. the the one thing that I liked about it was being able to change. Definitely. And it's like True. putting a change and I thought that that was pretty dope. Definitely. Or maybe he just got to raise the, the snare I like the a little change. bit. Oh, I, I like just feel like change. the... Yeah. What'd you think, Atlas? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but go out there. Uh-oh. He's uh, keeping he, it up. He listens to the show. Um, here's the thing. I wanted to blap it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to blap it. There were elements in there. I agree with Buck. There were elements in there. I was like, oh shit, this shit's kind of hard. Like mm-hmm. if someone came and started spitting on it, I could hear it. My only issue, um, obviously it was a slight mixing issue, it was just a sequence of it. Well, that's where guys like Buck and guys like Ill can come in and take the sequence and make it. Make that's, it into that's something. What it make it into the actual produce and a smash. Yeah. But that's what you need because it's like when, exactly. you, when you're trying to sell a beat, if you put it in a whole song format. Right. Sometimes people be like, they don't listen to the whole thing. They'd be like, oh, you had a change? I didn't hear the change. Mm-hmm. So, but meanwhile, you'll get, and I have to say this, the parentheses, artists, mm-hmm. they'd be like, all right, yo, you only did this for six bars. Yo, make that 12 bars for me and then take this change and make it eight. Mm-hmm. Everything is is artist driven. So it's like, sometimes yeah. we could be a little hard on the producers. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know. Sometimes it's the final product that comes it's, out. It's, it's, it's yeah. the final. We ride yeah. on the producers so right. much. It's a producer right. driven. It, Yo, right. you might as well be like, yo, you you sell a beat to somebody, be like, look, my name is the name of the song now. Yeah, 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 yeah. My coach yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> that's true. You bring up such a good point of like, <laughs> the you producer know, is the artist now. Not, not being afraid to let the beat become a song 
and really being open-minded about yeah. that mm-hmm. like you know what this is not anything special but this can be something yeah yeah know? no There's i agree point in that. i think again it has a lot of potential i think if it, if somebody came in who was experienced like you guys yeah that came in and actually produced the record from front to back it can become something because well, there were EQs elements in everything and it's yeah. like you yeah. get right. the drums it's sequence in, it and you 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 get the artist to get the right hook <clears throat> yeah that, that's what that's what song making is like exactly from when I came and I understood making beats, but after a while, it's like I learned how to produce songs. Mm-hmm. I think now we suffer in the song category. Yep. Like we yep. suck at songs right now. Yeah, it's like, that's you know, true. <laughs> that's a fact. It's like the beats hard, but the song, yeah, the that. song's okay. Hey, records are written. Yeah, no, hey, that's a fact. That's and they're fun fact. to make. Yeah. When you look at it, you're supposed to have fun while you're doing it. Like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it was Crap. very close, but it's gonna be a cutoff yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, we we have a different different uh, approach when it comes to that yeah. stuff. I'm gonna crap it too, but I'm with you, Buck. <laughs> I'm with you though, Buck. The, I'm sure you, he's you... gonna be excited that he got a blap from Buck. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> you just made but his whole but life. I just explained it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, nah, yeah. but you're honest no, from the heart. Yeah. That perspective. That's though. what you hear it and they, you and you know you say how you feel. People but need I, to hear that. They need to hear what they're doing so they can know if it's right or wrong. Exactly. But I respect that perspective though because I'm sure there are a lot of records out. It's a fact that there are a lot of records out there and even records that we've, you know, songs that we've worked on that, mm-hmm. you know, it was an idea. It could have been a skeleton. It could have been something that we thought was dope, but then like it wasn't finished and someone came in, you collaborated yeah. with someone and it yeah. made it bigger and better yeah. and then it made it what it what it yeah. eventually ended up being, exactly. you know? Well, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example right here. Foxy told Trackmasters that I Got a Story to Tell Beat was the worst beat she ever heard in her life. Wow. So when you look at it, and it's only an opinion because you're not hearing the song. Yeah. And it's like, this is why I say, so when people be like, oh, why she couldn't hear it, it wasn't for her. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't for her. Every beat is for everybody. So even for these young dudes, like, yo, I say, yo, you know, Instead of worrying about sending beats to everybody, grab a young dude from your hood and practice with him. Mm-hmm. That's what Put I him do. in a studio. Yep. That's that, what we say time and time again. And that's what Zaytoven did with Gucci Mane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that beat? Is that beat story to tell? Is that a four? Uh, is that a, a four bar loop? And it's okay if it is because I love that beat. What is it um, a story to tell? Is it a four bar yeah. loop? Doom 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 doom. That's just that's that's so perfect hard. Shit. It's perfect. <laughs> See, but that's when a four bar beat like Primo's a master at that too. You just take the four, you know, the four, and just. But sometimes you get one bar loops. Like, that's what, yeah, I, that's like crazy. I did stress for organized. Oof. And French and them use it just a one bar loop. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. See, oh but simplistic. God. You fucked my head up right sim- there, by the way. Simplicity is the key to music. It's yeah. like mm. when you make it simple, like that's what makes everything what it needs to be. And you can sprinkle the little things with it. And that's yeah. the crazy thing about music is like it's so opinionated and subjective because, yep. you know, you can make a beat that's so simple and then the next person's like, that's a little too simple. You yeah. got to add this. You got to add <laughs> that. You just got to you know find I mean? the right fit. Gotta and when the, the right vocal fit. goes on, that's what changes the game. Exactly. All right, our last the submission. We got time for one more. This is a Soto So Dope. That's his Soto, name. Soto So, so Dope. Soto So Dope. So, 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 so.
it's done. I'm done. That was All it. All right, that was Soto Beats. Soto, all right, I'll start. Start it off, Adam. I'm going to crap it. Oh. I thought it was, again, this kind of falls back into the other one where, like, there were elements about it that I liked, mm-hmm. but I feel like I've heard that beat 20 times this week alone on submissions that have been emailed to me. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to find something that's a little different, a little edgy. It's kind of like when looking for artists, like when you hear certain artists, like, you know, the big L's, the J, the bigs, whatever, like you hear something, it's something in their vocal. Mm-hmm. Kendrick's that, the J. Cole's, the bam, Nixies. The, yep. Yeah, exactly. You know, There's something the vocally that just takes you to a place. And although distracted and take me there, you know what I'm saying? I just want to be taking it. It was, it, it wasn't, the worst beat I've ever heard. But if I'm going to blap it, I got to love it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Of so course. For this one, I'm, I'm going to crap it. Doesn't mean they can't get a blap in the future. But right now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crap that one. All right. Perfection? Mm, perfection. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of like it a little better than the last one. Okay. Um, but I'm going to crap it. All right. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't a bad beat at all. I think there's something about the melody that he can mix a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just simple in the sense of like it yeah. didn't really give me any feeling. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it was a cool beat, but it didn't make me feel too much. It mm-hmm. just like I rode the wave, but it wasn't something that excited me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, Buck. Uh. I liked the um the music first when it came on, but mm-hmm. then um Drums. when everything dropped with it, it just sounded like everything was all over the place. Mm-hmm. True. And it's like it just sounded kinda like one, it's like we in the time you gotta learn how to mix your beats, it sounded a bit muddy and it's mm-hmm. like yeah. it didn't sound like it it would it would take me anywhere to inspire me to exactly. write something if I was an artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to crap that a few times. A few times. <laughs> Hold, hold up I got you I got you ready A couple times, <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. Point. I'm, I'm gonna keep mine short I'm gonna crap it too For the same reasons You know Like it had potential That sample had potential Yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna but be Super dope And then yeah. it's like It dropped and I was like And it was really ah. muddy Like you said it was Even muddy. the sample was muddy Yeah it was a little Real muddy Real dirty south mm-hmm. Exactly Um <laughs> Buck, thank you for joining us today, right. man. Legendary. Uh, thank you so that was much, so awesome. Uh, a lot of jewels today. A lot Amazing of Amazing episode. Make sure you guys follow Buck Wild on all his socials. What are your socials? Is it just um, Buck Wild or? Buck Wild underscore DITC. Oh. Buck Wild underscore DITC. Digging in the crates. Um, mm. Man, looking forward to all the new shit you're doing, man. And like, man. Oh, we'll link up. I'll play you some. Off Please. Yes. I'll come back another day and I'll play you Off the record. You guys don't get to see this. Oh. Um, But let's give a warm <laughs> round of applause for Buck Wild for joining us today, man. Legendary episode. Make sure you guys catch us um, next time and uh, subscribe to us. This is Blab Chat, and uh, we're out of here, right? Yes, sir. Let's go. We're out. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.